Hello and welcome to the Body Track Academy, created by EPs for EPs. We'll cover all things clinical, business and personal growth to help you and the exercise physiology industry reach its potential. If you enjoyed this episode and find something useful, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a review and tell your friends to check it out. If you haven't already joined the Body Track Academy on Facebook, look us up, join our community of exercise physiologists, and access more great content. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Body Track Academy podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the PRAC opportunities that we have at Body Track. And so I'm lucky enough today to be joined by our current PRAC student, Danny. Welcome, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, so Denny is actually currently completing our cancer care specialist PRAC. Um, that is part of her six-week um, PRAC block here at BodyTrack. Um, so I've brought Denny on today to talk a little bit more about um, what not only brought her to the industry of EP, but also what sparked her interest in cancer care and then how she's felt um, that the cancer care PRAC has um, helped her along um, bridge the gap between uni to the real world. So, Denny, do you want to start by telling me a little bit about what um, brought you to the world of EP or what interest you're studying in EP? Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny story because uh, when I was in high school, I had no idea what EP was at all. And I was really set on doing music um, as a career, actually. Um, but then I kind of one day I thought, oh, maybe I don't want to do music. Um, so I kind of had to think about um, my love for sport, which is something that I've always enjoyed doing. Um, and then I also combined that with my love of helping people. And then I, I knew I didn't want to be a physio. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something in, I guess, kind of rehabilitation. Um, and then upon Google and going through the UQ website, I landed on EP. Uh, so I thought I'd give it a try. And then after my first year, I yeah, ended up loving it. Well, that's great, Denny. It's exciting that you kind of found your way through to, to EP from music. <laughs> I'm sure that we haven't ruled out music for you completely. What's your instrument of choice? Singing. Singing. Oh, nice. Maybe we'll have to get you back for a, oh, no. for a singing. <laughs> For a singing podcast. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what uh, kind of differentiated your decision between physio and EP? Um, I guess I was more so like I enjoy exercise um, and that's that's kind of where it came from, my love of exercise. Um, I know that physios prescribe exercise, but I kind of wanted everything to be movement-based and that's yeah, kind of what differentiated it for me. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think like sometimes particularly when we're so passionate about exercise and you can really see how the field of exercise physiology really aligns with those those values mm. as well it can be a really make it really fulfilling to, yeah. to for it to be your day-to-day -day job so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm really pleased to hear that yeah. yeah now Denny tell me a little bit more about what your what sparked your interest in cancer care or oncology yeah um so it's quite a personal I guess kind of interest um my father was diagnosed with prostate cancer a little over five years ago now um and I he had his prostate removed um and I just kind of saw um you know um, what happens after treatment and you know you have to kind of build yourself back up from there and, and through building yourself back up you have to regain strength like regain your independence um, and I found that movement for him like really did that and it wasn't even through prescribed exercise it was just through returning to work um, he works a really physical job 
Uh, and he started going back to work and he started, I guess, finding himself again, like finding his feet, feeling more confident in himself. And I thought, okay, if this is what his physical job can do, like imagine what exercise could do for him, especially if it was evidence-based and we had the research behind it. So um, that's kind of where it sparked for me because I actually saw it change. Um, and ever since then, I've, yeah, I've just really had a love for it. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Danny. Yeah, it's obviously a real kind of personal interest that's really mm. opened your eyes to the opportunity of, of exercise as a therapy to mm. actually have a really important um, influence on the on the long-term outcomes for people and to get them back to feeling like they can re-engage with life and feel a little bit more like themselves yeah, as exactly. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of your study at university, um, fortunately in the last little while there's definitely been a lot more focus on the area of oncology and obviously the continuing um, plethora of research that there that there is so we're starting to get a lot more access to that from university and then obviously as you move into being a bit of a um, more of a practitioner and then um, doing your own research and different things how did you feel um, in terms of the um, oncology study that you did at uni um Good. There was only one subject and it was it was really, really informative. Um, then after that, it was, you know, drilling through all the other pathologies that we have the scope to treat. Mm. Um, I learned a lot more through doing a volunteer placement at a cancer specific clinic um, because I just kind of wanted to get myself out there and, and see it for real. Um, and I think that really supplemented my understanding quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I honestly, if I could do all my subjects in, in yeah. oncology, I probably would. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think like, we're so lucky to be able to, um, learn about at uni, all these different incredible, um, influence of exercise on a number of different mm. conditions. And obviously there's not unlimited time at yeah. university. <laughs> and so sometimes when you do have an area that sparks your interest, you then start to really want to seek out more information and opportunities in that area and so it's a real credit to you for seeking out that um that extra opportunity that you that you had do you want to tell us a little bit more about about that Denny? yeah yeah so it's um a cancer specific exercise physiology clinic um and my supervisor is i uh, was amazing at what she did um there were patients with all kinds of different cancers whether they were in active treatment or whether they were in survivorship um it was really just an eye-opening experience and looking at how far some of those patients had come even in the five to six weeks that I was there it was just like mind-blowing mm. um, to just yeah to just see the potential that exercise has I think I think exercise oncology has come a long way but I definitely think that there's way more potential for it to, to do even better yeah. oh you're absolutely right Danny absolutely <laughs> right 100% um, so Danny's been working through our six-week cancer care-specific um, prac block at Body Track, and so as part of that, um, Danny's had a priority in seeing our oncology patients, and she's also um, been provided with um, some weekly access to different resources. We're working through the different elements and the different stages of the cancer care continuum how that relates to your um, role as a practitioner, what that means for the individual patient, and then how to really help support yourself with um, communicating with multidisciplinary um, health providers because we know that those uh, those people are really, really important in the oncology space to help really get a holistic care for 
um, our cancer patients. Um, and we also talk a little bit about, a lot, well, a lot about survivorship as well. How do you feel that the cancer care practice kind of help build, bridge the, bridge the kind of gap between uni and moving towards being a practitioner in, in the coming, coming months? <laughs> um, I honestly think it's been amazing. So I've been receiving reading material every week based on different stages of the cancer care continuum and me being the research addict that I am. <laughs> um, um, I read all of it. Um, and it's been really good to, I guess, have an idea of, of what the week looks like in terms of the focus and to be able to go into to, um, appointments and be able to apply that. I think it's it's been just a really valuable learning experience because I, because I have the opportunity to be like, okay, what, what am I looking at this week? Now let's go and apply it. So I think being able to practically apply things that I'm consistently learning is a really important way of solidifying that knowledge and also building my confidence in the different areas of the cancer care continuum because they're, they're all equally as important as the other. Absolutely. Just a disclaimer, I didn't put Danny up to this. <laughs> this is all her own. So thank you. Thank you for that really lovely feedback. Um, no, that's excellent, Danny. And I think we have really tried to provide an opportunity where we're really helping you have build your um, base of resources and different things to access moving forward. So we're just trying to really help set you up for when you're going out into into the real world as a practitioner. You've got plenty of great resources and um, uh, models to look back on to help you feel a little bit more confident in that area where we're so passionate about oncology and we just want to help more and more people and when we can't be alone in that. So the more people that we can have that are passionate and, and well-educated in that area is a really big priority for us. And Danny has a huge um, passion for that area. So um, it's been really great to see her her interests and then being able to help assist her keep moving forward in that area, which is really fulfilling for, for us. Um, Danny's also been working through a little bit of a project um, as well. We uh, All of our practitioners take on a little project during um, their block and for Denny hers has been um, oncology specific. Um, uh, Denny's chosen to do a blog post for her project. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, so I I guess recently through my prac here, um, actually Caitlin referred me to listen on to a webinar that she did um, for SR which was based on exercise oncology and while I was listening to it I stumbled across um, the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes um, and I honestly had no idea what they were. I was like, okay, I don't know what that is. I'm going to go and, and research it. Um, and I started looking into it and I was like, okay, this has real potential because, um, you know, if a patient comes to us and they are BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene positive and they've had some kind of preventative um, treatment as a result, like that's really important for us in terms of exercise considerations and building the patients back up from there. So uh, that's kind of what I delved into a little bit more for my project. And I've actually found it to be yeah, a valuable learning experience because like I, yeah, like I just said, like I didn't even know they were really a thing, <laughs> if yeah. I'm being honest. So yeah. yeah, it was really informative. Yeah, excellent. And that's the type of stuff that we really hope to help assist you to feel a little bit more confident because there's such a range of different, obviously different types of cancer, but then within those different types, there's a different range of experiences and considerations and um, uh, all kinds of things for each individual patient. Um, so the more that we can help you not only to upskill yourself in those specific understandings, but also help you find a way to 
feel confident that you can then search and find and um, self-educate as well so that you can upskill yourself in the future is, is definitely a, a goal for us. Um, we are giving Danny opportunities as well to practice writing allied health letters and how to kind of um, condense and um, uh, solidify your understanding of what what is happening for the patient right now, but what is also hap what do we also need to set the patient up for long term in terms of their recovery outcomes post surgery, in terms of survivorship considerations, in terms of return to work. Um, so Denny is currently working with myself and one of my patients who is recovering from a tram flap. Um, so Denny came on at about the time that she just returned to me after her um, initial period of recovery from her tram flap. So we've been working through um, her rehabilitation there. Um, Denny, do you want to talk to me a little bit about some things that you felt like you've, you've learned with that, with that patient or some things that you felt like you didn't know already? Um, I guess it was good to kind of see a progressive exercise plan in like through my own eyes. Uh, we get taught about, okay, at X amount of weeks you have to do this or, you know, uh, certain principles behind where you should be each week. But, you know, in reality, it's, it's not always going to be like that. At the end of the day, the patient, how they present to you and that's how it is and you, you, have, you have to work with that. Um, so I guess it's been really good for me to kind of learn that not everything is, is a plan, like you can't plan for everything and, and you have to make modifications sometimes, um, irrespective of, of what, you know, you have guidelines, but mm. sometimes it, it also comes down to, to the patient as well. Um, so I guess it's been really good for me. I, I will confess, I really love to plan everything. <laughs> so coming in here and not, you know, challenging myself to, okay, if I, if I don't do this today, that's all right, like being okay with that. Um, yeah, this patient in particular has been like a really good way for me to see that it's okay to not have a plan um, all the time. And even if you do have a plan, it's okay not to stick to it as well. Absolutely. And how to um, kind of when for those off the plan days, as, mm -hmm. as we call it, our body track as well, like how to feel confident with what you're doing, how to yeah. quickly switch, how to make good clinical how to have good clinical decision-making skills. Yeah. That's really, regardless of where or what your prac is, that's definitely something mm. that you'll learn on the spot with your, um, with the clinical patients that you um, have access to. And we just really hope that we can um, provide some good opportunities to, to expose you to different opportunities for that to, to build those skills as well. Yeah. Danny, do you want to tell me a little bit more about how you feel like moving through this prac um, has influenced your decision-making about where you want to go in the future or how you feel like um, you might progress from here, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good question, actually. Um, and one day I'd love to specialise in exercise oncology, um, whether that's through re doing extra research or whether or not that's through building myself up practically. Um, I'm, I'm yet to figure that out. Um, but I do know that my, where my passion is, is for exercise oncology. Um, not that that's going to be the only thing mm -hmm. I do. It's just got a, a, a pretty special place in my heart for me. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to work, yeah, practically as an EP with, with cancer patients. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and Danny's also had opportunities to see other, um, condition types while she's also been going through this prac as well. So, um, we, we are obviously aware of the considerations for meeting your 
um, required hours for practicum as well. So Danny's not just seeing um, cancer patients at our clinic. She's able to see a range of, um, of patients. We're just giving her a little bit more opportunity mm -hmm. to see, have a bit more priority with our oncology patients as well. Danny, do you want to tell me a little bit about some of the other patients um, and kind of opportunities that you've had at Bodchuk? Yeah, yeah. Uh, biggest one for me is musculoskeletal rehab. Um, word of advice, like keep recapping your anatomy because <laughs> I really, I came in here and I was like, oh, I kind of forgot how the human body works. Yeah. So I have to kind of go back and, and like re-download all my apps and go through all my like second year functional anatomy notes. And I was like, okay, I need to break this down back again. Um, because we have so many muscles and all of them are quite unique in how they move and, and how they act. Um, so that's been a real challenge yeah. for me, but I've very much been enjoying, I guess, exposure to different musculoskeletal injuries and, and uh, yeah, rehab from there. Um, there's also been metabolic uh, patients, so type 2 diabetes as well, metabolic syndrome. Um, oh, honestly, I could probably keep listing things as well. Mm. Um, neurological um, client presentations as well, um, a bit of dementia. Honestly, literally anything and everything <laughs> yeah. um, with you guys but it's been it's been honestly amazing because everyone is so varied and I think that's really good to 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 do as an EP to have varied client presentations it always keeps you on your toes it keeps you thinking and again what I said before like it always brings you back to the patient um, and making decisions based on based on them yeah, yeah definitely and something that I've spoken to Denny um, about as well as even in the specialist space um regardless of if you're pretty much ex exclusively seeing um, like a specialist condition, you need to have a broad understanding. Mm -hmm. Like as exercise physiologists, we have to be considerate of all their comorbidities, all elements of their holistic and, and lifestyle care as well. So um, being across your musculoskeletal, your cardiometabolic conditions, your neurological conditions, that stuff is all still really, really relevant. Mm -hmm. And I think we're really lucky as we come out of uni, we get to do a few different pracs to expose ourselves to to different things. The other thing, other, the other way that I find helpful to maintain my um, uh, knowledge and expertise in other areas as well is to try and challenge myself to do podcasts from different areas yeah. or webinars from different areas or professional development um, courses from different areas as well. So that week, so that I can keep a broad kind of understanding of the different conditions because any initial cancer patient that I get virtually is, n is not just coming in for yeah, cancer yeah. alone and um, having the skills to be able to manage them holistically is, is so important, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, in terms of our the opportunities that we have at um, BodyTrack, if you're not a student and unable to access um, us through a PRAC opportunity, we do actually offer a um, graduate mentorship program as well. Um, so that's something that we're more than happy to answer any more questions that you have if you're interested in, in that. Um, we do that for um, cancer care and for other conditions as well. So get in touch if that's something that you're interested in and if you've already passed through and are now a graduate. Um, Danny, it's been honestly a pleasure to have you with Prac on Prac with me. Um, it's been so great to see your interest and um, see you grow. We've we've sat down and I can already see from the initial goals that we've set. Even we're only really week five. Yeah, week, week five. Week now, five yeah. now. Um, but Danny's well and truly exceeded her goals <laughs> um, during this time. So um, she's made a lot of really great progress, and that's a big credit to 
all the hard work that she has ultimately done um, outside and inside the prac as well. She's really taken this on with a hunger for learning and that's been really, really great to see and obviously something that we will continue to feed <laughs> if you possess it. So um, is there anything else that you wanted to add in at all, Danny? Um, ask questions. <laughs> yes. Because I've asked Caitlin like a million questions, um, even if it was about the same uh, blog post draft that I sent to her about 10 different times to make sure the wording was right. Um, yeah, I, you're, I'm here to learn and that's exactly what I've been trying to do and, you know, seize every opportunity I have and it's been such a rewarding experience and being in a, in a like, an environment that promotes learning and, and self-directed learning and bettering yourself, it's been, yeah, such an amazing experience. So, Thank you for letting me come and talk about oh, it. Okay. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the podcast and thanks for joining us for PRAC for the last five weeks <laughs> as well, Denny. Um, we might wrap up there for today, but thanks again, Denny. It's been excellent. Um, as always, guys, if you have any more questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're always available um, via email. You can contact our reception to um, gain our emails or that those details are on our website as well. But thanks again, Denny. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Body Track Academy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found something useful, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and tell your friends to check it out. If you're not already in the Body Track Academy on Facebook, look us up. Join our community of exercise physiologists and access more great content.